It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. In our, in our base setup as much as we can. And we certainly have different change-ups or if there's something that we might anticipate where we can send an extra guy, but we just feel like this, the information that they know is a little bit more important than us as coaches trying to force them into a play. Matt Cheddar is the defensive coordinator for Wartburg College who led Division Three in rushing defense while also recording the most interceptions. They ranked in the top 25 in most defensive categories. Today we dig into what Wartburg does in order to set their players up for success on defense. Coach Shetter was influenced by several of our past guests, including Louisiana Tech defensive coordinator Scott Power, Randolph-Macon head coach Pedro Aruza, and retired Wisconsin-Platteville head coach Mike Emmendorfer. Coach shares his beliefs that really are the philosophy and tenets of their defense. He talks a little bit about their 4-3 structure and then shares how they excel in both the run and the pass. What you see on tape is a direct reflection of what you teach and how you teach. Video is important, but if you don't teach well, you're not going to like what you see on your video. First Down Playbook has been helping coaches teach better for 13 years. It allows you to present installs, playbooks, and practice cards in half the time with NFL quality. Coaching tools like video pairing, a player app, practice schedules, and wristband sheets have made First Down Playbook a program management system with everything in one place. If you're in a position of leadership with your football program, receive a free one-week look at First Down Playbook. Call them at 512-814-6158 or visit them on their website or social media. Mention Coach and Coordinator Podcast or use the coupon code COACH24 to receive a $100 discount off the normal $700 First Down Playbook team membership price. Links and the phone number are in the show notes. We're going to talk defense today on the Coaching Coordinator Podcast, and we'll be talking with the leaders in interceptions and rush defense in 2022 in Division Three. their defensive coordinator, Matt Cheddar, who's in his sixth year at Wartburg. So coach, it's great to have you here on the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to, to share with what we do here and hopefully uh, something useful for the coaches out there to sink their teeth into. You guys did an excellent job on defense, just statistically, definitely a top 25 in almost all categories. As I said, you led the nation in interceptions, you led the nation in rush defense, and then just running down the list, scoring defense, you were sixth, total defense you were 13th 
a third down, 19th. Red zone, you were 8th, 11th in defensive touchdowns. So you guys were clicking on all cylinders in all phases of the defense. Uh, But let's talk a little bit about the philosophy that builds that. So for you, what are the the core tenets of your defense that you build this on? Starts and ends with with the guys that we have in this program and – you know, doing the work on the front ends and in the recruiting process and really getting to know these guys and, you know, what makes these guys tick is, is really important to us. So having the right fits, you know, for both us and them is, is really important. And the guys in our program right now, I mean, they're, I mean, they're super highly motivated. They're very self-motivated. As the coach, obviously you want to be a, a great motivator, but when you can teach that to those guys and those guys can take off and run with it and own the motiv- motivation aspect of it, you're certainly in for, for a special season for sure. So I know going into this off season, our guys were hungry. We were, you know, we had a, you know, an okay year in, in 2021, we went seven and three and that's, you know, a good year. There's plenty to, to be proud of for that, but you know, our guys certainly have higher standards and, and higher, higher expectations than that. So when, when we kind of started our off season program, the, the kind of the veteran group that we had back, the leaders that we had in this group really, really took that and ran with it throughout our entire off season. And by the time, you know, we got back to, to fall camp in August. Everything clicked right away. There wasn't any friction or anything like that. We were able to give a lot of that ownership to those guys in terms of their leadership and how they wanted to operate some of that stuff. That was really big. But yeah, in terms of just our, our overall, you know, philosophy, defensive philosophy here at Warburg, number one, we, you know, we want to be able to put the pressure on the offense. You have to create big plays. And obviously, we don't want to give up big plays. But we want to put the pressure on and we want to be able to play fast and obviously play physical. When we talk about playing fast, you know, that's certainly, you know, the speed aspect of that. Physically, how fast you are is important, but also just mentally being able to play fast. And so us as coaches, certainly we have different you know calls and change ups and all that good stuff that we can throw out there. But we don't want to overload those guys with so much information that they can't maximize their full potential as a players. We really try to simplify things as much as possible for them. And so that way, like I said, they can mentally play fast and also when they mentally play fast, then they're going to put, they're going to look a lot faster. And then the next one is being relentless. You know, we talk to our guys all the time. They put, play with great effort, you know, play with great energy, play with passion. And certainly that pursuit aspect of it, if you're going to be out there, you got to be able to run the football. You know, in our personnel and where we put guys out there and how we put those guys in positions defensively, it's not a, you can do it sometimes or, or not. It's you got to be able to run the football every time. So that gives our guys confidence knowing that they, they can go take a shot at making a big play knowing that they got 10 other guys out there that have their back. If, if it doesn't quite work out for them, then, hey, there's 10 other guys that are flying there that, that'll pick it up for you. You know, the next one is great communication. When, when we're out there, you know, all 11 guys being on the same page is, is super important. Certainly there's check systems that we have in terms of the coverage or whether we have blitzes or stunts or anything like that. But we also want to make sure that guys are communicating in terms of, hey, what they see from the offense. And that's something that we're able to do because we try to keep things simple. Those guys are constantly talking with each other. Hey, where's the running back lined up? Is he is he tight? Is he deep? Is he wide? Is the, where's the tight end? Is he on the ball off? Is he tight? Do the receivers, do they have tight splits? Is number two a little tighter? You know, those, those types of thing so we're constantly talking to each other and we have that awareness and, and that communication aspect of just getting all 11 guys on the same page the big thing for sure and then obviously we want to be assignment sound we want to be able to be disciplined and we tell our guys hey you know what you've got one 11th of a job to do and if all 11 guys are doing their one 11th then we'll be in good shape our guys aren't overcompensating for somebody else or 
anything like that. They trust each other to do their jobs um, and, and being disciplined. And then a really big one and something that we really focused on and maybe even changed a little bit coming into this year. And it's probably going to touch on some of the stuff we're going to get to later, but we really want to focus on the fundamentals and technique and not just what we're doing, but Howard. And that's something where the three areas that we really, really focus on when it comes to those fundamentals are, are tackling, block defeat, and creating turnovers. Those three areas, so those things, um, that's something that we did a little bit different here this year going into camp. And in the past, you know, when we talked about, you know, tackling and block defeat and turnovers, it's always kind of within our position groups, in our position meetings, on the field, we drill that in our individual drills and all that good stuff. But this year, we really made that a focal point. And what we did this year is when we brought up tackling. So we had our entire defense in our meeting room, and we installed tackling and how we tackle. And everybody was on the exact same page of how we tackle. We even created a quiz that everybody had to take in regards to tackling, in, in regards to that presentation, where they had to take that quiz and had to get 100% on it. If they didn't, then they had to retake that quiz. So that really helped our guys understand tackling system and kind of how they fit into our total scheme as well. And we did the same thing with block defeat. That's really important. Somebody's going to eventually try to block you. And then we did the same thing with turnovers. So those three areas, we had our entire defense together in each one of those segments. And we installed that with our entire defense, just like we install any other play or blitz or anything like that. So that, that was a big focal point heading into this year and certainly it's paid some dividends to us as well. Next thing is we certainly want to be multiple. We definitely want to present some different looks to the offense. We don't want to just line up in the same thing over and over again. Some of it will be some subtle changes here and there with maybe some disguise aspects, but we certainly want to be able to have some sub packages to be ready to go and a little bit probably more on third down is where we get a little bit more creative with some of that stuff, but we're, we're always going to be sound. You know, we don't want to to sell a form just because they've got a one really good receiver. All right. I mean, there's some things we can do to help with that, but there's a lot of different ways an offense can attack you. And so we want to present a lot of different ways that we can attack the offense. We've got to be able to stop the run, force offenses to be one dimensional. If a team is really good at one thing and they do that one thing, then there's a lot of different things that we can do to that one thing. But if an offense can do multiple things really well, then that kind of thins us out what we can do to that. So we really want to focus on stopping the run so we can use some of that creativeness to be able to, to handle the pass game. We definitely want to be in the backfield, create havoc, create negative yardage plays. You know, that, that's certainly a big thing. You know, we definitely want TFL, sacks, those are all great. Get the offense behind the chains and, and just getting pressure beyond the line of scrimmage. And then the last one here is when the situational um, and having the, the awareness for our guys to understand what situation they're in is important. You know, for example, if it's a certain down and distance, so if it's first and 10, hey, we want to hold the offense to three yards or less. And our guys know, hey, we're, our goal here on first down is to hold, hold them to three yards or less. And if it's third down, hey, if it, it doesn't matter if it's third and 20 or if it's third and inch, we're going to be really aggressive in trying to get off the field on third down. That's a really important down for us. And then certainly the red zone goal line area is another area that we kind of modified going into this year. And we spent a lot more time in that area in practice preparing for our opponent on Saturday. And obviously, when you just look at offenses, they score most of their points in that area of the field. So that, that's a really crucial aspect of it. So we spend a lot of time in that area of the field. Um, certainly want to be good in the two-minute situation into the half into the game and then the sudden change aspect and just having the mindset of when the offense makes a mistake it's you know eventually it's going to happen they'll you know cough the ball up or you know throw an interception whatever it is and you know our guys go out there with the mindset of hey we, we got your back you know we, hey, we'll stop these guys we'll get you guys the ball back I um, mean and, and just having that mentality in that area of the field so those are all things that we constantly reinforce throughout the entire year and emphasize whether that's in practice 
replicating some of those situations or in the meeting room or just with our entire defense together, making sure that, hey, we're on the same page when it comes to all these areas. And uh, that, that's something that we really focus on. So I'm sure there's there's something that's on the T-shirts or on the, the cover pages of the game plan reports, but what are you guys branded as or what's your identity that you guys build around? A big one that we say a lot is don't flinch or another one is turn the page. And whether that's because we did something good, hey, don't, hey, you know, turn the page, get ready to go for the next play. The opponent can, hey, they can do something to get back in this game. If it was a good play, hey, you know, be excited about it, but hey, get lined up, get ready to go again. Or if we get a three and out, okay, hey, good job, guys. Hey, let's turn the page and, and let's get this thing done next time we go out there. Or if something doesn't go our way, whether it's a, a big play or um, they end up scoring on that series, hey, guys, hey, we're all right. Learn from it, but hey, don't flinch, turn the page. And hey, let's get back out there and, and have our offenses back when we do it. So, and just having that mentality of be, just being the tougher team and being the tougher team. Certainly, there's the, the physical aspect of being the tougher team, but also just the mental aspect of of being the tougher team. When things go well, hey, turn the page. If things don't go well, hey, turn, you know, turn the page. There's always another opportunity, and we're always in the fight. So, now you mentioned that you're multiple. You want to be multiple in what you do, but where's the structure start for you? What do you guys base out of? Yeah, yeah. So our base defense, we we consider it a four-three defense. So I'll, you know, obviously our four down linemen, two D tackles, two D ends, Mike, Sam, Will, two safeties, two corners, and then our structure. So our four-three. So we, you know, traditionally, like when I was playing here and in a few years beyond that, Warburg's always pretty much been a four-three defense. And then it would have been around. So I wasn't here at the time, but it would have been right around the 2016 season or right after that. And then that's where kind of the RPO thing started to trickle down. And like I said, we we're a kind of more of an old school four three and we're playing over under fronts, things like that. And the fit system to that and how much that changed and guys had all this stuff on their plates. And then obviously on the coverage aspect and having some, um, some things to have to match up with how we're fitting things. So after that season, the, the defensive staff, like I said, I wasn't, I wasn't here at the, at the time. We had a guy on our staff that had played at Northwest Missouri State. So the staff went down there and, and learned that system and brought it back to Warburg. And since that time, we've obviously made it our own. And we've been running this system since 2017. That first year we ran it, we had a great defense, made it to the quarterfinals of the playoffs. The way it kind of works is, so our four down linemen, typically two tight five techniques, two two eye techniques. And again, those guys as alignments will adjust based off of certain things that we see from the offense week to week. But that's kind of the, where they start at. And run game wise, those guys are the A, a and B gap players. Um, those guys, like I said, that, that those are really the guys that if anybody has a, an actual run gap that they're responsible for, our D line is taking care of the A and B gaps. And so the rest of our defense understands that and knows that, but, but that's, that's where it starts is, is those guys up front certainly want to get vertical steps up the field. We want to get knocked back. We want to reestablish the line of scrimmage um, with those guys. So we're not, you know, we're not staying necessarily just on the line of scrimmage. We want to want to get some vertical push with those guys up front. So again, those guys are, we count on those guys to be A and B gap players. So what that does now that helps us, with our second level guys, our linebackers, and where we, where we're able to line those guys up, because there's no immediate interior run gap that those guys have to go fit right away. So, we actually line up our our Mike linebacker. He's going to be at about six to seven yards. Um, he's going to start over top of the football. He might adjust and skew his alignments based off of again who we're playing and what they like to do, but that deepens him up. And the reason he's able to deepen up is obviously, like we said, there's no immediate run gap. He's got to go fit right away. 
And number two, if anything does start to work to his level, he's deep enough where he's able to scrape over the top of that thing and be able to go track the ball carrier inside out. So our mic, we don't tell him that he has this gap or that gap. Our mic is key in the backfield. And if it's a run play, he's tracking the ball carrier aggressively with inside out leverage. And that, that's a big thing in terms of this, the run fit in our entire defense is we teach almost more leverage base than you have this gap or that gap, um, that, which has been really helpful to us. So like I said, our mic is, like I said, he's in the run game. He's wherever the ball goes, he goes. Um, so that, that's a fun thing to have that guy be able to run around and make a bunch of plays for you that way. It's, it's, it is kind of hard to, for teams to get up to him. Certainly teams find ways to do that um, and, and, and makes it a little tougher on us. But, but, uh, but that, that's, like I said, where kind of our in, interior box is set up. And then our outside linebacker, so Sam always goes to the field. Will always goes to the boundary. Um, and same thing, because those interior gaps, we're counting on all those gaps to be closed off. Those outside linebackers now, they play more on the edge of the box. And again, those guys, again, if they have a tight end or H-back, they might be a little tighter. If they don't have tight end or H-back, they can, they can widen out and play a little bit more in the, in the alley there between the, between the tightest wide receiver and the end man of the line of scrimmage. And same thing, those guys start by, by keying the end man, and those guys know that they're, they're outside end leverage players. Again, they, they really don't have you – know, we don't tell those guys, hey, you have the C-gap, even though they are the C-gap, but they understand what their leverage is and the angle that they're going to go attack the ball carrier if it is a run. So they understand, okay, I'm an outside end leverage player. I'm on the edge of the box. Mike's an inside out leverage player, and our D-line, they're all inside out leverage players. So really the way it should shake out with the box is the D-line should – if, if we're doing it right, the D-line should force the ball carrier to have to go lateral. They should have to go and attack the edge of the box. Our outside backers, they're screaming in and they're attacking outside in. And then our mic in that system and our front is, is, like I said, he's inside out going wherever the ball goes. So then on the back end of it, sit part of it, it all plays off of what that box is. Wherever we align our DBs, and again, some of it is based off of the coverage that we have called. Some of it's based off of maybe a disguise implement. Some of it's Based off of, hey, this team, you know, they need to see it too high. Well, then we'll present it too high and then, you know, roll one way or the other. But they understand that they're fitting off the box. We don't tell those guys, hey, you've got to go fit, you know, the A gap or B gap. We tell those guys really, the especially more of the safeties, those guys really fit off of the outside backers. And those guys really, hey, their job is to make the outside backers right. So the ball bounces outside the outside backer, then, hey, they're, they're going to stack and fill to the outside. He's going to cut in and, hey, he's going to stack and fill and, and fill inside. So corners are more of the secondary force players. And by that time it gets out to there, our pursuit and the sideline should help us. So that's really the structure of our defense. And that's something that we've been running since 2017. And certainly we've taken some lumps along the way and which has been good. And anytime we play a really good team that maybe takes advantage of a certain area here and there, that's a good thing. Then that forces us to come up with some answers. And that's something that we've been able to develop here along the way. And we have a lot of answers to, to certain things that we see. And we treat it as a 4-3, but at the same time, it's like I said, it's it's a little bit of a unique setup. It's a little bit of a unique system that we run. And, you know, offenses really have to adjust to us more than we have to adjust to the offense what we do is what we do our guys get good at what we do so we focus a lot more on the fundamentals and technique of what we do than the schematic of okay you, you know you key this if he does this you do that if he does this you do that hey, they, they've got some pretty simple rules and what they do and what they follow and we've got plenty of change-ups off of that to help them out and i think it's a tough thing for offenses that especially if it's new for them and they only have one week to get ready for it it's it, it can be a little bit of a, of a challenge for them i think when you look at 
the way you approached those rundowns, especially early downs, uh, was there something that you guys leaned on a little bit more than other? Were you playing more bass? Were you moving more? Uh, did you have some run pressures? What were maybe some of the things that led to success in that area? And part of it is when we you know break down teams and we look at teams and understanding, hey, you know, first and ten, you know, some teams might love to throw the football. Some teams are really heavy in, in running the football. And is it the first play of the series or is it the first and 10 within the series? And then having the awareness of, okay, in this situation, this is a pretty run-heavy situation or just how they line up different formations and how they look. Okay, hey, when they line up like this, hey, guys, we're, we got to be ready here. We, we're anticipating a run here. So that part of it was big in terms of understanding the situation that they're in and what the offense is showing us. But also from us uh, schematically – we're not we're not huge on sending a bunch of pressure. We certainly have ability to do that, but if we can, we we really want to stay in our in our base setup as much as we can. And we certainly have different changeups, or if there's something that we might anticipate where we can send an extra guy. But we just feel like this the information that they know is a little bit more important than us as coaches trying to force them into a play. There's certainly been years here where we us as coaches have really tried to for, you know force them into hey this is what we think we're going to get okay let's run this particular play and sometimes it works out great and sometimes you know you get burned by it so presenting them that information so that they have the awareness of it pretty big and then yeah we certainly have different you know run stunts that we can run there's a lot of really cool things that we can do whether it's we're not big into horizontal movements up front that's something that we've we've done in this defense before but for us, we don't want a ton of horizontal movement up front because when you look at it, it's all about eliminating space and, and knowing where your help is ultimately. So when you slant and move guys laterally, sometimes it works out for you and that's great, but sometimes it opens up more space and guys are you know fighting reach blocks and things like that. And that, that's not what we want. We don't want to open up space. So as much as we can, we like I said, we want to try to get vertical push. Or if we do have some sort of a movement, it's not necessarily a lateral movement as much as it's being aggressive up the field and in, in what we do that way too. So um, we certainly do want, we do like to mix those in, and, and that helps obviously keep the offense off balance. If you just line up in in the front, and especially if you're playing a really good team, a really physical team, then yeah, then hey, they know where you're going to be and they're going to tee off on you. And obviously, when that starts to happen, then we have answers for that. But if we can kind of get ahead of the curve there before that starts to happen and keep guys guessing a little bit, that certainly is a big thing to be able to throw in there. And that, yeah, absolutely, I'm, whether that's on you know first and ten, you know second and five, um, certainly third and short is a good situation where hey, we're just getting vertical push, we're coming after it, or hey, we're going to have a you know quick movement here or there get up the field. Those are all things that we certainly want to be able to mix in. Whether it's like I said, the flow of the game, something's happening that we want to adjust to or just being able to, like I said, throw it in there as a little bit of a change-up for the offense so that they're off balance too. And that's what we want to be able to do is keep keep offenses off balance. So when a team's that good at shutting down the run, it seems, okay, we got to go to the air. But uh, that's also not a good idea against you guys. You led the country in interceptions with 29. Two of them were taken back for touchdowns. And also on the pressure side of it, you guys were number 11 in sacks with 3.43 per game, 48 on the year. So the coverage side, obviously, is is something that stood out and being able to take that many out of the air. But you're also getting after the quarterback there, too. So talk to us a little bit about your pass defense, especially on that side, and, and being able to be so savvy about the interception side of things. So something that we constantly look at and evaluate is, what are our guys good at? We don't want to just force them into 
this defense just because that's what we believe is <laughs> is the best defense. You know, some of it, yeah, there's there's a little bit of that to be able to you know structurally do what we want to be able to do, but. Ultimately, it's it's hey, what what are our guys good at? Last year, basically had four seniors playing DB for us, and they're all really good athletes. Quick, they're really good at being able to match guys up. We could play a lot of whether it's man or some you know press match quarters, things along those lines. Um, those guys are good at it, and so we were able to count on that to, to be able to get it done in the past. And then so the, going into this year, we had essentially we had four brand new starters on our in our defensive backfield. So it really kind of started when we were able to get with these guys in our spring bowl. And really for us, a big focal point was understanding, hey, what, what are we good at? What can we emphasize and really continue to develop here with the guys that we have here? So, so when we got those guys out there in spring ball, looking at those guys, hey, like they, hey, they were really good at being able to play zone coverage. And that was something that heading into the season and really kind of especially when we really found that out and even in spring ball that was something that we really emphasized was was being able to play some, some zone and we still have the ability just because it's kind of a little still part of our dna to be able to match guys up and we could do that anytime we want as well to be able to throw that in and that's always a nice change up but like i said that was something that hey our guys really understood it they understood the process of being able to play zone across the board whether it's we played a we played a ton of obviously cover three um, this year was a was a really big one for us but um, whether it's you know cover two or some not, kind of some other variations of some different cover threes that we ran or a variation of maybe some some actual quarters things like that that we threw in there their understanding of that was a really big thing and we looked at that and we're like okay these guys are pretty good at that so and that, so like I said we spent a ton of time we invested a lot of time into that whether that was from individual drills, whether that was from you know doing some seven on seven stuff, wherever we were able to do in spring, coming back into the fall, and so we we really told our guys the best chance that we're going to have this year, you know, for us and 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 what we're good at, we're going to need to be good playing zone coverage. So like I said, those guys really took that in stride. And obviously, when you play zone, it can kind of factor into the run game, and sometimes you're not quite as good in the run game. So that really helped kind of the front guys understand how important it was to dominate up front as well. But when you play zone, then we were able to mix some things up and, you know, who's going to be our underneath dropper, whether it's we're, we're going to drop somebody from the box, we're going to bring somebody down from the from the backfield. And changing that up and where guys are dropping too is, is a big thing. And anytime you focus a lot more on the zone aspect of it, you think about where their eyes are at in the pass game, right? When you're playing a bunch of man match coverage, you got guys locked down, but their eyes are, are on their man. Um, when you're playing a bunch of zone coverage, their eyes aren't necessarily on the man as much. Sometimes they are, but most of their eyes are on the quarterback. So when your eyes are on the quarterback and being able to see where he's looking, being able to break and drive, or we're trying to melt and, and close windows down and being able to go and make plays on the ball and not necessarily just go make plays on the man. And so that, that just that kind of that philosophy, like I said, I don't think we came into the season thinking we're going to have, you know, 29 interceptions or anything like that, but they understood, you know, why we needed to do it. They understood the process of it. So like I said, just even like I said, anytime you're more of a zone type of a team, that just is going to amplify the amount of times that you're going to be able to make a play on the ball. And going into the season too, we kind of did a pretty cool thing with our D-backs because they had more opportunities for it. But we actually, every week we had a competition to see who could get the most interceptions during practice. We kind of tallied it up and guys were competing, whether, like I said, we're doing seven on seven or a scouted period, or we're going against the offense, whatever it is, we kept a tally. And so obviously guys are trying to compete and, and they're getting good at being able to break and drive and go make those plays or taking the shot at going and getting an interception because they know, hey, I want to be the guy that's going to win that category for us this year. So um, so having adding that into it. And a cool thing was, too, is that if they 
could intercept it and they dropped it, then they they get negative points. <laughs> so that really helped them understand, hey, you got to catch this thing too and and go make a play. So that aspect of it, the competition part of it, just kind of our what our guys were good at and, and us being able to adjust to our players and their strengths, all of that kind of came together for us this year. And, and that's why we had a ton of success. The guys up front, whether bringing some sort of a pressure, especially in that third down area where we kind of had some a little bit more of a sub package out there, and what we were able to do up front with those guys and obviously just the amount of change-ups that we could have in, in those coverage systems were enough for us to where, you know, we were able to take the quarterbacks, you know, maybe his first read or his first look away. And that was always a big thing when we were game planning was, okay, where's this quarterback want to go with this thing? Or, you know, when you're breaking down their, their offense, say, what's, what's, uh, what type of coverage is, are they going and what, what are they seeing? Okay, when they see this coverage, this is where the quarterback likes to go with it. Or if they're targeting a uh, certain receiver, okay, we know, hey, we, we've got to take away that that first look and give our guys enough time to be able to get to the quarterback. The quarterback can't just dump it off real quick or, or throw a quick pass or whatever it is. So take away that first look. And then we hey, we tell our guys, whoever it is, whether we're sending the backer, you know, obviously our D-line, whoever it is, you got three seconds or less to, to the quarterback. And it's not always pretty. Get pushed, get pressure, you know, get in his face, apply that force, trash the pocket, don't give him – you know, one thing we always talk about with our D-line is we don't want to open up skelly windows, whether we're in our base defense or even if we're setting some pressure. And like I said, sometimes teams want to get really exotic with their blitzes and all that good stuff, which is cool. And maybe you get a free guide to the quarterback, but you're also opening up sometimes. You're opening up these big windows for the quarterback to either throw through, he's got a clean look, or he's just going to step up and tuck it and run and, and go you know, pick up a bunch of yards that way. So that's something that we really emphasize. So you mentioned running a lot of cover three. I imagine teams try to take advantage of that. So it would seem four verts obviously is is one people go to right away if it's in your package. But what did you see a lot of? What did you feel like you really had to prepare your guys for week in and week out? Four verts, cover three. Yeah, that's your. You, I mean, our guys knew that hey, when we talked about hey, we're you know we're gonna play some cover three this year. You know, our guys understood. Okay, hey guys, you're gonna see forwards and being able to handle that so there's some certain things that we can do in our cover three where we can actually we can either match some of those things coming through our zone a little bit and, and carry some of that stuff out which you know is good when teams want to run you know just a bunch of verticals through there and everything like that and being able to obviously hey we're heading into a zone but also understand that hey if you're getting a certain route through your zone hey let's latch on that thing and match it and then sometimes that cover three might even turn into a, a cover one and <laughs> what you want out of that so that's kind of a way that we're able to do that we don't always have to match it we can also simply just zone it off if we're not getting a bunch of four verts or anything like that. But we have ways that we can actually match some stuff out of cover three to make sure that we're taking care of all those vertical threats. And then certainly awareness, so our guys understand too, is that, you know, there's certain sets and there's certain things that the offense presents to you where, hey, if they have, you know, a bunch set and they're all squeezed in there, a lot of teams like to condense their formations and squeeze things in there a little bit. Well, that's that's really tough to run. Four guys vertical, you know, there's not too much space for them to be able to do that. So then, hey, understanding, hey, okay, well, here we're, we're not going to need to match things up in our cover three out of that. So let's zone it off, that sort of thing. So that comes down to the communication aspect of it too and understanding, hey, what type of split are they, you know, if they're going to run a vertical route, you know, where are they lining up their guys? And if they're not running a vertical route, if they're tightening some things in or whatever it is, you don't have to anticipate a vertical route. And it comes back to our corners a little bit. You know, if they're the deep third, then, hey, we got we to gotta own the fade. You know, we don't tell them, hey, you got to own the own the hitch and, and then tell them, hey, you, all, you also have to own the fade. So those guys understand, you know, deep is the deepest, stay on top shoulder, get in a vertical route, hey, squeeze, get on top shoulder, squeeze at the sideline, make it as small a pool as possible for the quarterback to dump that thing into. So those are kind of some aspects to that. 
knowing that we're going to get into that, we practice that a lot and, and get good at it. Hey, curl flat's always a big one that teams like to throw at you. Or hey, a lot of teams, too, just like to run a lot of hitches. It's a lot of things across the board. And, you know, wherever you're, you're dropping your extra guy out from, uh, with, you know, getting deep or anything like that, hey, then that's the, that's the hitch you throw it to. So to kind of combat that, too, is that, you know, we have kind of, you know, we have, you know, general landmarks and, and where we want to be able to drop guys and, and all that good stuff. But one thing we tell our guys, you should never end the play on your landmark that we give you. Those guys are constantly being able to move melts whether it's off quarterback vision or sometimes we will even tell guys hey you know this week this is where that team wants to hit you know curl flat and where that curl is going to be okay well we're just we're just going to drop to where that curl is going to be and and break and drive on the flat and break and drive on the underneath stuff and certainly hey we tell our guys hey you know five yards or less we're not trying to match guys up through five yards or less like hey we can if you know if it's certain down a distance obviously we feel good about it hey we'll we'll break and drive and, and tackle that thing and, and force teams to have to go the long hard way on us and force teams to have to stay patient on us um, eventually the, the offense is going to make a mistake. You know, eventually they, there's going to be an incomplete pass somewhere along the lines, or, you know, they, they're going to, you know, whatever, even, you know, hand the ball off. Hey, great. We're, you know, our rush defense, we feel good about that. They'll make a mistake. I mean, making a team have to put together 15, 18 play drives, you know, that's, that's what we want to do as, as our defense for sure. Coach, I really appreciate you sharing some of the details behind how you guys do things, not necessarily all the different schemes you had today, but, the how of it, I think, applies to every defense out there. So thank you for sharing how you guys became the number one rush defense and the number one in interceptions. For our listeners, what's the best way to connect with you? Um, yep, email address is matt, M-A-T-T dot cheddar. Um, last name is spelled not like cheddar, so it's T-S-C-H-E-T-T-E-R at warper.edu. Twitter is coach underscore cheddar. But yeah, those would be the two best ways to, to get in contact with me. Coach, I really appreciate you taking the time. Definitely look forward to what you guys are going to do here in 2023. All right. Thank you very much for having me. It was great, great chatting with you and really appreciate it.